episode of currently binging the podcast about all things tv and movies if you're listening for the first time welcome make sure you hit that subscribe button or whatever platform you're listening to my voice on or follow whatever it says and also rate uh comment all of that is greatly appreciated and helps me uh out to know like are you all liking the content so we are discussing all american this is the only CW show that I still uh, put up on this podcast because I have never watched All American in season. And if you haven't looked to any of my other um, thoughts on All American, I will link at least season four here and then it should get you to, I believe, season three as well. Uh, you all know I was late to the game, so I think I was six seasons, or not six seasons. My gosh, it's not even six seasons yet. Although it has been renewed for a sixth season, so there you go. Also, there will be spoiler alerts, so, or not alerts, but there will be spoilers. <laughs> so <laughs> just be prepared to be spoiled Um, for All-American, not All-American Homecoming, because I have still not caught up on that. Like, I haven't even started season one. <laughs> So there's that. But uh, spoiler alert, this did get renewed for season six, which I'm happy about because this is still one of the shows that I really enjoy watching. I find myself just smiling watching it at moments. I'm just like, oh my gosh, it's so cheesy. (laughs) But it's so good because I love all the characters. And I've talked about this numerous times, how much I love the characters and the friendships and relationships and yeah so let's get into this I was right before I hopped on here I was like oh my gosh hopefully this I won't make this too long but it's hard once you start to get into it because one it's 20 episodes which is also another reason why I really don't talk about not even just the CW but um broadcast like shows in general because the seasons are so long and a lot of them I watch in season and I know I used to do like mid-season uh, discussion and then an end of the season discussion but I just have not felt motivated with a lot of those shows that I'm watching uh, so it is hard <laughs> to try to condense 20 episodes worth of information into a single episode but we do it every time and we're going to do it again so we last time we left off which I can't even think about last time we left off but we essentially I had to put a reminding myself because you all know I have notes especially because I sat and binged 20 episodes it took me about three days to get through three I know I think it took me three to four days because I think I had to break this up quite a bit in order to get through it all but I have reminding myself notes so Olivia is doing an investigative piece on coach Garrett Clay took over the record record label as in Layla's um family or father's record label and apparently she can't do anything about it and then when we hop in as far as when episode one starts it's six weeks later and so we it's always Spence Spencer and Olivia's relationship is always an interesting one to me because it was written in season one that they would eventually get together and the way that each season goes like they are evidently or we'll say evidently, uh, in game or OTP, if you will, have to do people still say that? I don't know. (laughs) 
But we know that they are, at the end of everything, they will most likely end up together. I believe they end up together by the end of this season as well. Or, yeah, well, kind of. We'll get there. <laughs> also, 20 episodes of notes. Oh, my gosh. The amount of scrolling that I have to do. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so they are giving each other space because Liv is doing this piece on his coach and Spencer is like, uh, I don't want to get into it. And so that's kind of where we start with them. And we know all the girls live together at the, um, oh my gosh, what's their, what's their names? What is their last name? Baker. I, I want to say Billy Blank, <laughs> but that is, is that the, um, Tybo? instructor's name i believe so but billy Bay at the at the billy baker's at the baker's house the girls are living at the baker's house so coop is there of course meddling because she's always meddling uh jordan had an injury that he's recovering from and we start with simone who's on christmas break because you know they have to do the tie-in to all-american wherever they left off or all-american homecoming wherever they left off and then later on we get um a nugget which i'm assuming layla goes on to all-american homecoming because she comes back in a later episode and is talking about a conversation that she had with simone uh and then jj is still i don't want this sounds bad but jj is still drinking <laughs> or heavily partying and then um asher is you know on his on his grown grownish <laughs> and he is taking coaching very seriously so that's kind of where we are with everyone i'm trying to think of the best way to go through all of this do we just focus on each person because it's not really great or there's, it's not a great way to go through it relationship by relationship. Let's do person by person. Let's start with JJ. I feel like I don't start with JJ. But we're going to start with JJ. We're going to give JJ a little bit of shine. Because I have a lot to say about JJ. When I look at my takeaway notes. Which is essentially the high level things that I want to remember to say. When I get on here and press record. The initial thing that I wrote once we were getting into the season was. JJ hasn't really had a struggle season or a strong solo storyline that I can recall because you all know I watch a lot of things. So sometimes it's hard for me to remember every single bit of someone's uh, story. Although if they have a good story, usually as seasons go on, like, you know, they have a good character arc. And JJ has come a long way since season one because he was kind of just this very, very, very side character who like popped up every once in a while. And then we've gotten to see him be really the glue that has kept all of the kids together. And so my struggle with JJ, especially with the way that they did his storyline this season, and granted, there are a lot of kids. There have always been a lot of kids. And they've done a great job of giving them all a good story arc even JJ in a way had or or a good arc in general even JJ in a way has a good arc but my struggle with JJ is there is not really a lot of depth there and they could you kind of see them try to get into it in the episode when they're um doing the recording as kind of an intervention to get JJ to open up the guys to get JJ to open up to them and so this is Asher 
Jordan and Spencer and essentially the only one who can help JJ get out of his rut is Liv because of his actions at Billy's I probably should have started with Billy but it's okay with um, at Billy's funeral and so he really took that um in a bad way and it really put him in a in a downward spiral but the entire season we see JJ struggling with drinking and partying and we have Asher who's kind of being that trying to be that voice of reason and be like JJ you need to get your stuff together you can't just party all the time like Yell was cute initially this is me Eva summarizing Yell was cute initially when we first started and it was freshman year but you're here on scholarship and you are going to get like because again, Asher's on his girlness. She's taking coaching very, very seriously. And I I don't think that, I don't know if it's fair for Asher to, and it's a hard line to think about um, how do you juggle, juggle personal with professional when you're living in the situation that Asher is living in and you care about your, and this could be any type of situation, but in this one specifically, you care about your friend, you care about uh, that, making sure that they reach their goals and they pretty much live to their fullest potential. And so when you see them not living to that full potential, you want to step in, but then there's this blurry line of, is it fair because Asher doesn't have that direct uh, sight into the other players in the same way that he has that line of sight into JJ because he doesn't live with other players, but he lives with JJ. So I don't know. Sometimes I was just like, hmm, is this, is this fair? Is it not fair? But then from a friend POV, it's like JJ does need that person who is going to force him aggressively force him to be serious because JJ has never really, he's had a serious moments um, in his own JJ ways, but he's never really had a serious, a lot of serious moments. And so the other thing that I will say, because I brought this in my takeaways, I wrote that I'm very frustrated with JJ's storyline is because again, we know there are a lot of kids, but they do a great job of really focusing on those kids' stories. And it feels like their stories, not I don't want to use seamlessly, but we're going to use seamlessly. It feels like their stories seamlessly flow throughout the entire season where you don't, there aren't moments where you kind of forget about them. Whereas JJ, he like pops in, he pops out, he pops in and he pops out. And so all this other stuff is going on and they're trying to do this whole story around JJ needs help. He needs to get serious. He potentially has a drinking problem, which Liv is the only one who seems to uh, notice that because she has uh, an addiction or she has like she is an addict. So she can see those types of signs. But it just feels like everything was still very surface level and we didn't really get deep enough to really like give us a gritty story I don't know I just really I I just wanted personally I wanted more I really wanted more and then his family what is going on with his family like we got a little bit of a glimpse into it it seems like they literally just throw money at him, money at him and let him do whatever at least that's the impression that I'm getting based on some of the stuff that he said 
towards the end and like towards or not towards the end but when they were doing the video and also when Asher was talking to him about being a father which oh my gosh y'all just wait till we get to Asher because <laughs> did not see that one coming <laughs> so y'all know I have thoughts but anyway so I don't know I just really 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 wanted more from Asher as well so or not from Asher from JJ uh in his arc this season as well like they got him to the point where he realized he needs needed to do some self-reflection and take a step back meaning not not do football and also not do the uh fraternity and so I don't know maybe we'll get more of that in season six and to get a little bit more depth because that is what what we're missing the depth of JJ <laughs> let's talk about Asher Asher oh my gosh how is he having a baby I can't even if you again if you all want to know my thoughts on previous seasons especially my thoughts on Jordan and Simone and getting married and the baby all that I had very 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 strong thoughts uh, as I tend to when we talk about young relationships and very real responsibilities. <laughs> but did not see that coming. Because like I said, Asher has been on his grown-ish. And I, I say this all the time. When we think about Asher, season one Asher, <laughs> compared to season five Asher, oh my gosh. And then you all know, because I watched Pretty Little Liars and actually used to uh, do podcast episodes on Pretty Little Liars. I call him Little Baby Mike because he played, uh, what was, what's her name? Aria? I can't remember it, but he played uh, her little brother. And so, you know, literally see him as a little kid on that show all the way up to this grown person on All American. I'm, I'm never going to stop referencing that because it's so funny to me. But the fact that he was just like, on it he's taking coaching very seriously uh he is uh coach montez is letting him take more ownership over things so he's going out and he's doing scouting and recruiting for the team and like succeeding in it and you're really getting to see asher blossom not only in the whole coaching world but just in his relationships in general uh the relationship that he has with his friends, his, his friends, <laughs> that's me repeating it because I said friends so weird, but <laughs> in case you're like, was that a, a, um, like a skipping or something in the audio? No, <laughs> but, uh, we got to see that his concern and care for JJ, uh, throughout this season as well. But then also there's a relationship with Jamie because we haven't really seen Asher with a strong, steady relationship. Like we were introduced to Jamie last season, but it was kind of a, not gonna lie, she was a little bit irritating. <laughs> but after everything that we learned about her and the fact that we know that she's been struggling with lupus and her, even we've gotten to see Jamie open, like we gotten to learn more about Jamie and get work. We've given Jamie some layers as well. Uh, because we know towards the end of it, it was like, oh, how do I fit in with the Vortex, which is this group of, of very close friends. And she's, fr why do I keep saying friends like that? <laughs> this very close group of friends 
and we've gotten to see her like create her own type her own lane within this friend group uh and see everyone accept her and care for her and also because you know this is their freshmen's like first year of school as long as they're not talking about uh being done with or school or taking a step back or getting married or any of that I'm just like no I'm glad we didn't see any of that uh come through we did see a proposal and I'm not surprised by who we saw it from <laughs> for being completely honest because <laughs> we have a history to compare this person's actions to I'm talking about Jordan if you weren't catching one but um yeah I was it was nice to see how all the kids reactions to the news of um, Asher and Jamie having a kid and they found out that they're having a boy. And then we also got to see a little more with Asher and his father because his father shows up uh, when he tells him the news. So again, layers, continual layers. Even Jamie, we were introduced to her sister. So we even see some family dynamic for her. And Jamie just showed up last season. And Asher's been around since season one. Not Asher, JJ's been around since season one. So, you know, it's just like... I, what, what what's going on what's going on give us a real gritty jj storyline the people want it okay let's talk about mm, okay now it's gonna get tricky because now we're gonna have to start combining people <laughs> let's talk about layla and also jordan so Layla and Jordan, we kind of saw will they, won't they last season. I'm actually surprised, like, watching it in hindsight um, while watching the season being like, I'm actually surprised that they didn't attempt to get together earlier because they did grow up together. And usually sometimes when kids grow up together, they may try to date each other. And we literally had not seen that up until this point. And so I don't think that it was surprising for them to pursue that relationship. I thought it was interesting that Layla wanted to keep it secret initially, but I am not surprised at how hard and hard, and I won't, I won't say fast because I think still like there's friendship history there. So I think the realization of that helps in aiding this story of love and them getting to saying I love you and then eventually Jordan's proposal because there is so much time of them knowing each other but Jordan the first of all the way that Simone was handled was a little bit not weird to me but the fact that he was telling all of Simone's business to Layla I think that he needed to be confronted on that uh, and and know how much that hurt Simone because Layla ends up giving her that gift for her uh, child and the gift is something that, um, I can't remember if it's a girl or boy, I'm pretty sure it's a girl, but it's something that she has been like really interested in and no one would know that but Jordan and then Jordan wouldn't tell that to Layla so it's awkward but then also you all are having this relationship that you're also kind of trying to hide uh from from her uh and but she's also so also uh like was in the friend group so I don't know it was it was very very weird the way it was handled and it's like maybe I need to just watch the um all-american homecoming episode <laughs> but it's gonna be a while before I get to that episode so anyway, 
So it was not surprising to me when we get to the final episode and it's like, oh, someone's going to propose or JJ finds a ring and he's like, oh, someone's going to propose. Which one of you, which one of you is it? Because he found it hidden in there uh, at the beach house. I knew it was not Asher, like immediately. I was just like, there's no way it's Asher. I just don't think that it's him. There were moments where the dialogue had me questioning that. Like, okay, wait a minute. Is it Asher? Uh, and it had. It was mostly because Jamie was convinced that it was him who was going to propose. And then there was some conversation between her and Layla. But I was just like, it just does not make sense for it to be Asher. Possibility, Spencer. But it just was not tracking for me. For Spencer, just based on everything that happened with him and Liv. But then also, I would not have been surprised if it was Spencer. And then same with Jordan. I was like, it's a little quick. It feels like. But then also, it's Jordan. <laughs> so it was not surprising when Jordan was the one to be, one revealed to be uh, the one going to propose. So he did propose to Layla. And I say it's not surprising because... We've seen Jordan go heart first into every single relationship that he has been in throughout the series. Uh, Simone is a very, very good example of that. The wedding, him getting married to Simone and then them having, I'm pretty sure they got that annulled, but having to annul that marriage, clear examples of why it is not surprising that Jordan is the one who's proposing. So many big life decisions being made this season at the end of their freshman year of college that it makes me I know it's a show but it also makes me want to be like oh, these are really big decisions and granted there are people who go to college and they propose propose to either someone they meet in college which usually ends up being later either like by the time they're about to graduate or something like that. So they need a little bit of time. Or it could be someone who's coming to college with a high school sweetheart. And they're like, oh, we're going to go to school, da, 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 da. And then we're going to, but we're going to go in engaged. And then we're going to get married after we finish school. And then there are some who go in just straight up engaged and then married and before they even finish college. So there are different, definitely different scenarios. But for my, for Eva's heart... <laughs> In the way that I receive, not receive, the way that I think about these years, the, this age range of life. <laughs> these are really big life decisions. We already had Asher with a baby about to come. And then now we got, which I think Jordan and Layla will will get married I mean, I'm sure we might see some drama along the way, but I'm pretty sure they're going to get married. I'm hoping they have a long engagement, but also, honestly, I don't know because Layla's not in school. She has her own business and Jordan is playing football. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But these are really big life decisions that are happening in the first year, at the end of the first year of college, which is wild. So yeah, uh, let's talk about Coop. Let's talk about Patience. Coop and Patience, again, another relationship that I think clearly in goal relationship. We got to see Patient navigating fame in a way that we haven't seen her navigate it before. 
and fame on social when we layer in social media and so we got to see her with a stalker fan clearly that girl was a stalker I cannot believe at least if they did I missed this reference but I cannot believe that once uh patients met the stalker which I have to find her name in my notes somewhere but once she found the stalker or felt like met the stalker in that first meet and greet the fact that she didn't remember that that was a girl who was at the um cop at the at the coffee shop when she had her freak out moment on social media when she went live and was literally cursing every single person out and then I think she dropped something or something like that and then a girl came up to help her and that, it seems like that girl worked at the coffee shop but I think it's Slauson Cafe is the name of it but come to find out she didn't like that was unless I'm crazy <laughs> or just think have can't figure see the differences between people I'm pretty sure that that stalker girl was there before at that freak out moment before she even met her when she did the fan meet and greet so clear signs that she was a stalker <laughs> very early on and clear signs in her behavior that she was a stalker and the fact that Patience wasn't taking it seriously. And even the way that they handled handled this whole situation and they meaning Patience, because Patience can take a lot of the blame for it because she did internalize a lot of it and didn't seek help and was kind of doing things that Layla was telling her she shouldn't do as far as engaging with this girl. But... Also, I'm like, what is her name? So I can stop calling her this girl, Miko. <laughs> so, but then once we get to the end where she essentially, they find out that she had hacked into her phone and had used that video of her kissing Coop's girlfriend, who she ends up uh, breaking up with, which... Sky is her name. I was like, where's her name in my notes? 20 episodes of notes is a lot, you all. It really, really is. So when she tries to blackmail Sky with the video of uh, her kissing patients, and then they find out that she, Miko, put spyware on patients or patients' phone. And then that's when Layla got really involved. I was like, okay, wait, wait a minute. We can't do this. And so they serve her with papers. And again, these are still tech, not, I don't want to keep calling them kids because they are, well, they are kids because they're still teenagers. They're like 19 years old. <laughs> so <laughs> that whole situation, yes, uh, giving her or serving her with a restraining order, definitely a yes. But then also you've seen a pattern of behavior that seems to be increasingly getting worse as in constant communication, constant communication, getting upset uh, or not understanding boundaries. Then you find out that sh she put spyware on a phone. So therefore taking another step further, it just means that to me, she's probably going to continue to get worse and worse and worse. And so I don't know if it meant getting patients like a security guard or something like that because patients does have a big following. People do 
know her like why does she not have like a bodyguard or something like that so towards at the end of it we see Miko stab her in the stomach and we don't know if she's gonna live or die honestly and this is what happens when you have 20 episodes of a show that's now in season five you start to see a lot of similar storylines because to me this is giving Layla in season what was that was that two or three when she got stopped by the girl who she was in rehab with I believe they were in, were in rehab together but we were it's, it's giving similarities and they even say like she even alludes to some of the similarities but then she does say that the difference between like the girl her the girl who um she had the issue with and Miko is that and Miko eyes she didn't see remorse or something along those lines but still it's giving similar <laughs> storylines so of course that is the cliffhanger and we have to wait until season six to see if patience survives honestly i would be okay either way because i think we need to it's just very cliche to me to like leave a season on a cliffhanger of someone potentially dying <laughs> <laughs> and then we come back the next season and they're fine like just kill them <laughs> literally just kill them so I don't know I'd be fine either way but then I think it would suck because if we think about Coop uh they were kind of getting back Coop was coming back to the realization that hey maybe I do still have feelings for patients we saw her um navigating becoming a lawyer and the treatment that she got between the professor whose class she was first auditing and he was essentially being passive aggressive towards her and maybe even potentially using some microaggressions I mean that's what I was seeing just putting it out there uh telling her pretty much trying to correct the way she talked the way she stood like stood up talking about she sl she slouches the way she dressed all of that and so it was really great to see um Mrs. Baker step in um, and see that that relationship grow because we don't really get to see a mother figure outside of um, Spencer's mom. We don't really get to see an, a mother figure for our coop. And because uh, what's Spencer's mom's name? Again, there are so many people. Oh, there are so many people and so many names. And I wrote all the kids' names out, but I, because I usually do that when there's a hundred kids in a show. But I did not do Grace. Grace. I was like, it's going to come to me if I don't find it. Um, but I did not do that for the adults. But we don't see Grace as often as we used to see her in earlier seasons because Spencer is in college and because Grace is out here living her own life <laughs> as she should be. So it was great to see uh, that relationship between Laura and Coop develop as well. Speaking of Grace, we do see her get married to D'Angelo. We are introduced to her sister and her during her bachelorette. That it was a bachelorette slash bachelor uh, night out on the town. They end up getting arrested. But that was a funny episode as well. It was great to see like the adults. <laughs> being together and their camaraderie because we did see a little bit of that uh, last season as well and it was also is her name Denise I don't know if I wrote her name down I feel like it's Denise but I could be misspeaking but the one who used to just show up and just be 
all in Billy's face. Like, oh, Billy was pretty much flirting with Billy all the time. And it's great to see her her uh, growth over the seasons as well, becoming a great, a really great friend to Grace and to Laura as well, because uh, she it was crazy to see her step in with the wedding, but also the wedding slash the bachelorette party, but also with Laura and the grief that she was dealing with, with Billy. Let's quickly talk about Spencer and Liv because again, I, this is, is, was a long season of them not being together. Spencer, Spencer is selfish. I think I wrote that in my takeaways and Spencer has always been a selfish person just based off of everything that he's done throughout the seasons, every decision that he's made, like selfish in the way that yes, Spencer has a great heart. He cares about people. He really cares about his city and make sure the people who are coming up uh, in his city have opportunities and all that. Like that is great. He has a great heart in that. But also I don't think, and again, I feel like this could be said for a lot of the kids because they are, this is the age where you get to be selfish. I don't think that they often take into account other people's feelings. And especially when we, we see Spencer dealing with the grief of, or not dealing with the grief of Billy passing. Because we kind of saw him go through the spiral um, when his father passed a, few, a couple of seasons back. But it wasn't as bad. And then we see him go through the spiral again when Billy passes, but he's, at first he's like, oh, everything's fine. There's nothing wrong. Like, I'm not in grief. Like, that's life. Like, clearly he's not dealing with it. And then we start to see him make really bad decisions, be super mean to people, push people away, which is, they even, I think Liv even says it, like, this common Spencer behavior. But... Also, I don't know, maybe I take my comment back about Spencer being selfish because now I'm thinking about all of his growth throughout the season because by the time he does go to therapy, which I was very happy about that episode when the therapist shows up, and he was very, I mean, I don't know if therapists are going to do this in real life, but he was very, very adamant and very, very persistent with Spencer and getting him to the point to be able to open up and deal with the grief that he was putting off. And I think after that episode we start to see him be like, okay, this, I can't save everyone. I can't be everyone's superhero. I can't take on everything. Maybe I need to take a step back uh, and deal, like take a step back and let the proper people deal with it. Which we kind of saw in the, ep in the episode when him and Jordan went and recruited people who coach told them that he they potentially wouldn't be able to give a spot to on the team because they were kind of like second chance uh, players, but they end up, of course, getting on the team. And then we see someone who's on like the board or something like that, like the president of the board shows up and he's talking about, oh, this isn't good for the board, blah, blah, blah. And, and that's when we see the kid who, because of course everything is explodes or implodes uh, from Liv's story, which I guess we got to talk about Liv too, but they don't have the coach in the school. The pro, the football program is uncertain because they don't know like what the consequences are going to be, which they do say it towards the end. They were very like, 
they were very um, light-handed with it. Because, like, we went through all this and you all really aren't going to tell us what the outcome was. But I believe they are banned from the bowl for one year. So that's their sophomore year um, for the kids. But anyway, his, when the president showed up and him be like, oh, this is not, this is not for me to step in. But then the kid who they were recruiting earlier, but then ended up taking, accepting at a school in Florida. But then he, and we already knew, like, again, this is a very easy show, <laughs> predictable. <laughs> so when we saw that kid show up again because he was struggling, we knew he was going to end up at, at um, oh my gosh, what's the school called? Golden GAU. Is it GAU? Golden Angeles University. We knew he was going to end up at GAU because, duh. <laughs> and then Liv, we got to see her um, really struggle with not being able to put her name on her article because she ends up using a pseudonym because she doesn't want the consequences of the article coming out to fall onto Spencer and Jordan because she used her, uses her name and they're going to know that or they're going to think or whatever. There will be this perception that Jordan and Spencer has something to do with it. Even though when she does come out towards later on in the season as the one or like says like I am um, this person, like the person who wrote this article is really me. Like they do get some blowback from it. And then especially Spencer because he quit the team because he was still not dealing with his grief. And then he came back. And so there was just not that trust there. And so that episode was fun. But again, we saw Spencer. Oh, this is why I was saying Spencer was a little bit selfish. Okay, I take it back. I do think Spencer is a little bit selfish because all of his... um Scenes with, oh my gosh, his girlfriend this season. And then Marco's a kid who I was referring to, who came back and ended up committing to GAU. But, oh my gosh, I know her name is in here. Or did I write her name out? I don't think I did. Um, no. I was like, I only wrote the vortex and then I wrote all their names out. So I can, in case for some reason, I forget. But the girl who was Spencer's girlfriend for a little bit this season, every single time, like, granted, she went into the relationship knowing that uh, Spencer essentially had just gotten out this really big relationship. She's she's seen Liv and Spencer together she sees that there's still feelings there Spencer has even told her that he still has feelings um there so you kind of see her Alicia that's her name you kind of see her kind of like oh this is just for fun in the beginning and then we see Spencer continue to struggle with oh should I go after Liv and tell her how I really feel and then it's kind of like they're missing each other each other in their moments and so every time that he thinks that Liv is not interested like when he sees her after he's already been like oh I can't do this with Alicia or he doesn't really care and they're not really a thing and then he sees Liv being happy with someone else with her coworker. then he goes back to Alicia being like oh actually let's be together so in that aspect I will say Spencer is selfish because he is only doing it for his own selfish reasons and he's not being truthful with with Alicia and or with Liv but we do see him 
towards the end, be truthful with her. He goes after her when she's, cause she gets into the program where she's going to be in London for the summer. And so she's about to get on the plane and we see him go after her. And finally, 20 episodes later, <laughs> tell her how he really feels. So uh, there was that. Let's talk about Billy. So again, I don't watch this in season. I watch this after the season finishes. That's just the way that I prefer to watch it because that's the only way that I've watched it. And if I was to watch it in season, then I don't think that I would do a podcast episode for it because it would just get entangled in all the other things that I am slowly watching from September, October, all the way through to May, June. Like there are still shows that are still on. <laughs> and then it's June. <laughs> Which The Flash finally ended. Huh. Uh, that's all I have for the, for that but <laughs> but um so of course the way that I get spoiled on something is social media and it wasn't even like I saw an article where it was saying oh someone surprisingly exits and then I saw that it was Tay Dix who was exiting but then the article made it seem like the way that he was exiting left it open for him to make a return so I wasn't getting like oh he was killed off but then on social media, because randomly sometimes some of the actors' um, posts will show up in my, like, For You, Recommended, whatever they call that page. And I saw the, like, what do you call it? The, like, you know, at the funeral when they have the picture on the easel or whatever. I saw that of Billy and I was like, oh my gosh, does Billy die? So again, I went into this not being surprised that he was going to die honestly his final episode was very very ominous you knew he was going to die in that by the end of that episode because he was just making amends with everyone and you knew that voicemail that he left for spencer was going to tear spencer up for some episodes so i was not surprised that billy died honestly i am not sad that billy died i think that it now opens up the show for other storylines because it felt like we were about to get into another loop of the the Billy Spencer storyline of like Billy following Spencer to whatever school that he's at and coaching him. And we kind of already got to see a lot of iterations of that. And so it was going to start to feel a little bit stale or repetitive. And I think Billy dying helped us to see more um, emotional development between the kids especially much of emotional development between the kids but also especially Laura because Laura's always been there and she's always been like an integral role we kind of see her a little bit more especially with within Coop's storyline but we also just got to see her on her own um struggling as well and so I don't know I think it just opened it up for us to hopefully hopefully uh, create some new storylines around these people so yeah I was not surprised that Billy died just based on that that whole episode of him dying and then them waiting and not showing us how he died until um the episode when <sighs> what's his name it's not Cam but actually I will go back up to also if you all didn't know like, I, I know I said I take notes, but I literally write the episode out and then write notes for that episode. So, like, there are 20 episodes of notes. 
<laughs> Jabari. So uh, we knew he went back and saved Jabari, but we didn't get to see it until a couple episodes later. And then also that great dialogue between Jabari and Laura and like their them dealing with their grief it's just really getting an episode of everyone dealing with their grief laura um the kids the twins jordan and Liv, and then and then eventually spencer so yeah i'm not surprised i'm not sad it makes me excited to see what we do in season six because they will the kids will not be able to lean on billy to get them out of everything because billy has kind of been there like you think freaking spencer wants to be the knight in shining armor billy was helping them kids with a lot so it'll be interesting to see them navigate without him being there any longer so i think that is everything i know i've probably left things out again 20 episodes in a season there is a lot <laughs> that we can talk about but those are really the things that high level or for each person that I wanted to hit on like a high level summary uh but yeah I don't think I have anything else I want to know what you all thought about season five of All American what are you looking forward to in season six honestly I don't know what I'm looking forward to but I'm excited for them to be out of freshman year and now be sophomores <laughs> And I'm also hoping that whatever summer episodes we get, we only get like one or two episodes of summer and then we can just dive right into the football season because you all know I love the football episodes. Like the football season all that, <laughs> that's what I want to see. So that was all I have. I will talk to you all in the next episode. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking through it to the end. Be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at currently building on Instagram and at currently on Twitter. Also, hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on, and I'll talk to you in the next one.